0: Welcome to another edition of Talking Shit, the podcast. I'm your host Clay Sheffery, with my co-host Ryan. How you doing, Ryan? Good. How you doing, pal? Can't complain, man. As you know, I'm sitting here in paradise today, so it's a good day. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's tough to argue that San Diego is isn't paradise, but
0: you're right. You're right. I leave one paradise to come to another one. So. Exactly.
1: It's always it's always nice to live someplace when you go on vacation. And it's time to come home, and you're like, ah, I'm I'm ready to go home.
0: Yeah, all the time people ask us, wait, why'd you leave? Why'd you leave? And I'm like, well, yeah, change of scenery.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly.
1: How's it going out there? You haven't you enjoying yourself so far? I know you've only been out there what 24 hours.
0: Yeah, basically uh, 28 hours, and um, I think it's rained about 24 of them. And uh, but it's okay, you know. We drove around a little bit in the town, got to see some of downtown San Jose. Uh, exposed, expose the kids to what it's like down here, and um, we're just gonna go try to see a waterfall tomorrow. And
1: so, uh, so what's it like? Is it like is it pretty developed? Like, what's the overall vibe? Would you say?
0: Uh, I mean, so far in the limited capacity that we've seen, um, you know, driving through downtown San Jose, Costa Rica, uh, I gotta say it looked a lot to me like Mexico, like Tijuana. Um, not trying to just kind of lump it all together but you know there's there's you see some poverty you see people jaywalking you see people uh cars driving rather aggressively buses, lots of people waiting for buses um so huh. it's you know it's kind of what i expected and truthfully i came down here because i wanted to see the coasts not the cities and right, right so yeah
1: you're probably what um. a good two hours inland i think right
0: yeah, I think so. I mean, San Jose seems to be, like, right in the middle of the country, yeah. uh, and it seems to take about five hours to drive from one coast to the other, so...
1: Right. Well, hey, stay safe and go vote.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I already voted. Oh, yeah, th- I knew there was something going on today, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like always, I think we wanted to start off with some sports recap. Yeah, big uh, stuff. Big stuff. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, you know, my Dodgers, uh, for the first time in my adult life, are the World Series champions. And so I was able to drink after the celebration, which is great. Did you get all kinds of shitty? Uh, not really, although, you know, the wife, she uh, she made me take like two shots of whiskey, which is just insane because she doesn't even drink whiskey. Oh, and no. yet she was she was pushing to, to uh, drink the whiskey. Nice. And, uh, and then she actually did something that was pretty cool. Uh, so she pulled up the Kirk Gibson home run from 1988. And I got a question for you. What game do you think that home run took place in? Um, Game six. See, I thought it was like the the end all, right? I thought it was game seven or six or meant like something big, but it was game one of that World Series.
1: Yeah, you know, it's weird how history does that. Same thing with Bill Buckner when the ball dribbled through his legs. That wasn't game seven, but it feels like the end all. Like, right.
0: It was the turning point for that.
1: Right. Yeah. It's 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 odd how that those moments kind of take on that that feeling as if it's the most important play when there was probably hundreds of other chances to reverse the course
0: and change the outcome. Exactly. And, uh, you know, no World Series or no nothing in 2020 is going to be complete yeah. without some sort of asterisk or controversy or something. And so the big controversy around the Dodgers championship was kind of what happened afterward. Uh, and that's that one of their players had tested positive. Uh, um, afterward.
1: That's, that's, that's how we're going to play that.
0: Well, meaning that the controversy is what happened the game yeah. after the game ended, right? That I just, he went onto the field.
1: Yeah. I just, well, I guess if that's where I guess that's where a, uh, a LA fan would say the controversy started. However, okay. first and foremost, I just want to congratulate you guys for handling the Astros cheating scandal so well. I mean, you guys Oh, we did. I appreciate that. And then even in a time like this when you know damn well their tests probably take 10 minutes to to get a result. Wouldn't you agree?
0: I, agree. Yeah, I I don't understand how it played out. That's well, my here, whole problem.
1: Here's, here's how it played out. You guys cheated just like the Astros cheated. Maybe not as extreme, but you guys didn't want to go without your second baseman for game six of the World Series. And he tested positive before that game. Tests only take 15 minutes to get the results when you're a millionaire. And,
0: well, first of all, he's the third baseman. Okay,
1: third baseman. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, he he. they knew before the game they didn't want to go out without their third baseman. And to save face, they knew they were going to lock it up. And in the eighth inning, they said, oh, he just he just came back neg- uh, positive. Like, that's, you know. I mean, it, clearly, I don't think anyone really picked up on it because the election's kind of in the forefront of the news. But I, I – that that's my take on it. I think they knew about it the whole time. They didn't want to play without Turner, and uh, huh. they kept it quiet until the eighth inning.
0: Well, that seems like a stretch, my friend. Uh, well, if they took him out, why take him out at all, right? If 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 they and because it, it wasn't like the game was out of control. It wasn't like it was ten to one. I mean, it was still within uh, striking distance for the Rays to come back and win.
1: Because if he would have, at least they took him out. They saved face. They saved major face by taking him out.
0: Isn't it just as possible that nobody notified them and that they didn't get notified until the 7th or 8th and then they took them out? Isn't that just as possible?
1: So you think they didn't have one of those 15-minute tests? I had no idea. I'm just asking you, if you had to guess. Uh, Do you think they had like the normal Walgreens test or do you think they had that 15-minute test that every rich person can get?
0: I truly have no idea. I would assume they have the best test. I would assume that they have the best capabilities and the best tests. But in that case, then why would MLB then not, you know, MLB has a requirement to all those other players, the umpires, the staff, everything. And so I just don't see how they could have then, oh, in the eighth <laughs> inning, he has to come out, but then they didn't take him out any earlier.
1: Well, that, that was all internal. I don't think that had anything to do with MLB.
0: I think it has everything to do with MLB. And I think the other yeah. thing is that you know supposedly, supposedly those teams were supposed to—and I had this great analogy I was saving for this discussion. Those teams were supposed to be in a bubble, right? Because they were supposed to be kind of like in, uh, like the NBA did in a bubble, where they're not having any contact with anybody else, right? Like that was the idea behind the the World Series. Um, was it? It, it was. The, the players were all – they were put in hotel rooms. They were not supposed to be interacting with the outside public or anything. But what happened is they didn't have a bubble. They had a woofle ball because there was a lot of holes in that bubble because they – well, they kept the – Well, then
1: it, then it wasn't a bubble.
0: Exactly. So But what I mean is they kept the players uh, confined, but they let the staff go out. And they, well, you know, they, they were all staying on a golf course. And so uh, –
1: Ipso facto, they weren't confined.
0: Well, yeah, the it's... players were, but the people that interacted with them weren't.
1: Which means they weren't being protected
0: at all, which yeah, which means it was not a bubble; it was a waffle ball. So, in, in MLB, then has the responsibility, right? Because they had said, "Well, we're going to put you in a bubble," but they didn't.
1: Okay, so I mean, MLB had the responsibility to catch the Astros too. I don't. I mean, we could play they it did. both ways.
0: They did. Absolutely. And I don't think you could say that our, even if this is as you describe it, nothing close to what the Astros did. The Astros oh, did I don't, I don't disagree. <laughs> I
1: don't disagree. I just think it's a little naive to think that all of a sudden in the eighth inning, your third baseman tested positive.
0: Uh, just I my take. I obviously I don't think he went in in the seventh inning and took a test. I agree with you on that. I think he took the test before the game and whether it was brought to the attention of the team at the (laughs) seventh inning or before the game, that's what's unknown. The the story is, is that it was brought to them in the seventh and then they immediately pulled him and then he went to the dugout.
1: Yeah. That's a good story. That's a good story.
0: You're out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right. Moving on, moving on. Uh, football you know it was i don't know i kind of felt like this whole weekend was uneventful with the football teams uh, uh
1: fantasy team is so bad clay
0: yeah well i think i told you you know we our fantasy league we play defensive players three of them in fact in a, including a defense and my top scoring player was a defensive player because yeah. <laughs> he got an interception more than my quarterback more than my running back
1: yep i'm i'm right there with you i have luckily i have pat mahomes and oh. Patty scored more than my entire fucking team, dude. I don't get Ow. it. I don't know why I'm so bad at this
0: shit, dude. <laughs> I don't get it. So, wait, what was your total points? Was that under, under 80?
1: No, I I scored over 100. Okay. But Mahomes scored me, like, 49 points.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, just saying, I, thought, I thought he had, like, 36 points, but that was maybe I saw on TV, and our league probably scored it differently or something. Uh, yeah. But, uh, uh Well, I only had 82 points, and in a league where teams are commonly scoring 200 or more, (laughs) to only score 80 is just pathetic. I think I'm like the chode no matter what now. Yeah.
1: For those of you who don't know, the last place we call – that's the punishment name is called the chode. And for those of you who don't know what that means – you can probably look it up, right? Would that yeah. be safe to say? Or do you want me to tell everyone?
0: I think you should tell everyone because I'm interested, you know, we, we, you and I have been talking a lot about definitions lately. So let's hear the definition.
1: Okay. The the chode, a.k.a. taint, is the little area of skin um, above your, your and below your testicles. That good?
0: I think it's technically below both your sphincter and your testicles. It's the area between them,
1: I guess. It, that's like a cup half full kind of yeah, debate cause, right there. Because
0: the area above your sphincter is your crack.
1: I'm I'm gonna say it's above. It depends if you're laying down and showing someone. Like okay. if I'm on my back and I'm showing, there you go. Or if you're standing up,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> damn, my my right or your left? <laughs> I don't. Who's on first? Um, yeah. Uh, the only one thing I did notice, or I read, which is pretty cool, is uh, Alvin Kamara, who's the New Orleans running back. He's uh, he's on pace. I believe it's I believe it's Kamara. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure it's Kamara. Kamara Kamara, potato patata, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'll, I'll just blurt this out and then we'll move on. But he's on pace yeah. to have the uh, uh, most receiving yards of any running back since like 1959 or something, and that's because New Orleans <laughs> has no receivers anymore. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. What what is? Uh, do you know what his yardage is off the top of your head? Uh, I think he has something like 560 receiving yards already, and that's with a buy already. Um, wow! So yeah. he's looking at over a thousand yards. Exactly, receiver. over a thousand, like over 1100. Oh, really? Shit, that is so, crazy. Yeah. So pretty impressive, pretty impressive. New age of the
1: NFL, man. The running backs are wide receivers, and I love it. I love it, it, dude.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it's it's fun. It's a it's a modified game. It just keeps changing every year, right? Like we were talking the other day. When I was talking to my dad about how remember a couple years ago, like the Wildcat was the all the rave. <laughs> every team was pulling out the Wildcat every once in a while.
1: Yeah. I mean it didn't work and it was gone pretty fast, but yeah, they people people tried it. It's like trying the option in the NFL. It's just not gonna work. The defense is yeah. way too fast to yeah. to let that shit happen.
0: Exactly. Yeah, the defenses are, are keen to it, just like they, they figured out Lamar Jackson pretty quick this year and he's not having the year he had last year. Um, yeah.
1: Could you imagine that, Clay? Someone that's like six what what do you say? Six six, three hundred pounds, that could outrun you. How fucking scary would that be? Like, yeah. Fucking terrifying. I'm not
0: very fast, so you know. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, but you're in you're in good shape. I mean you're quick. You're not know yeah. slow.
0: Yeah, I could probably beat him in ping pong if I had to, but that's about it. Uh, yeah. Dude,
1: there's no way. I'll bet you every NFL player, even the kickers, would fuck you up in ping pong.
0: No way. Why? Why do you say that? You don't know how good Clay, I am. these guys
1: are like athletes. I'm not I'm not saying you're not like you're not athletic to some extent but these art guys are like good at everything everything
0: i hear you i hear you
1: like they would fuck you up now i just want to find someone who knows a professional athlete just so
0: i could watch this happen just so we could coordinate and have a youtube video of me playing him in ping pong
1: and just getting destroyed what was that show joe's vs. pros did you ever see that
0: i remember it i don't think i ever watched it though
1: that, that was the premise, though, is that, is that regular guys would come on and play, play like a ping pong match against a professional <laughs> athlete, and then they get
0: smoked. Uh, anyways, so as we were saying earlier, I, uh, I'm here in Costa Rica, and um, you know I had to take a flight down here, which was a, a new experience for me, although I got to say it wasn't much different than the last time I flew. Um, the plane was still packed, you know, wall-to-wall, uh, no, no missing seats or anything like that. Uh, everybody had their masks on the entire time. Some people had paint masks. Some people had gloves. Uh, it was it was it was a, it I'm was, was an interesting experience. Yeah. And was this your
1: first time traveling abroad, or
0: uh, first time since the COVID nineteen okay. um, situation? But I did. So we flew back in March of this year from Hawaii, right as like COVID was really kind of taking a hold. And I remember just seeing a guy on the flight with a painter's mask like this, you know, the big one that I I wear when I paint things. Um, And just kind of like thinking to myself, like, wow, like that guy's that guy's overly protective. But then this flight, I saw three people like that. Yeah, Um, right. And uh, that that new normal. It is, man. And then, you know, we so we came to Costa Rica and Costa Rica. They uh, they have some pretty strict requirements as far as like everything you got to do. Um, you got to prove you have insurance and all these things, and they do a lot of good contact tracing. So uh, it was good to see. I felt I felt safe coming over in that respect. Really.
1: Mm-hmm. Huh. So is it? Um, wow, that's interesting. They do contract contact tracing.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So we had to prove we had to prove that we had insurance. So that if we did contact it, we would have coverage while we're here. Uh, and that insurance had to cover a certain amount of liability for the hospitalization and a certain amount of money to cover lodging uh, while we're here if we had to stay for two weeks for quarantine. Interesting. Yeah. So there was people that like got caught in, in customs because they didn't have that insurance. And so then they had to go back. And we saw this one guy. Um, and He he was, he was getting irate because he was calling it a shakedown because he said his Medicare was, was his insurance. But that didn't work here. And um, so he was forced to pay like something like $800 to purchase insurance while he's here.
1: Damn. I mean, not a shakedown, but (laughs) (laughs) his
0: words, not mine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely unfortunate. But I mean, be be prepared.
0: Do your homework, I guess. I don't know. Well, kudos to my wife. She did all that homework beforehand. So she she got it done. I love you. Anyways. uh, And so you were saying, though, that you have a fear of flying. Is that correct? Oh, yes.
1: A major fear, Clay. Like, it's bad. I'm trying to think of the last time I've been on a plane. I will drive hours and hours and hours and hours just to avoid a plane. And the fear is
0: obviously that it's going to crash, correct?
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess. It's the fear of falling. So, like, my biggest fear is, like, you know those little tiny holes on the window? Like, it's it's supposed to be there. That little, like, pinhole type yeah. thing. yep. I'm I'm terrified that I'm going to look over mid-flight and I'm just going to see, like, a spider crack. And then the whole fucking side of the plane just opens up and I get sucked out, chair and all, and I'm floating for, like, two minutes. That sounds terrible to
0: me. The worst so you, thing that could happen. So you've never bungee jumped or skydived?
1: No. I, <laughs> I, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if it's a fear of flying or a fear of, like, falling. Hmm.
0: Well, I was going to pull out, you know, because a lot of people they're afraid to die, right? They think, oh, I'm going to die if I go on a flight. And then there's all these stats, you know, more people die in car crashes than plane crashes. And and I was going to try to come up with all these, you know, reasons why your fear is unjustified. But at the end of the day, I said, you know what? Everybody's justified to be, you know, you're okay to be afraid of something. That's, that's fine. Everyone, everyone can have that fear. And that argument about flying versus driving, I don't think really holds water because the amount of cars that move around every day far exceeds the amount of flights and the people that take flights every day um you know does that make sense
1: yeah no i feel you i mean regardless of what stat you would have thrown at me my my comeback for that is is you're this likely to get uh eaten by a shark if you're from kansas city and you're never going to go into the ocean your chances are zero of getting eaten by a shark
0: absolutely absolutely that's a funny stat that you mentioned because i heard this uh recently that you know people are afraid of tigers and sharks, but they're not afraid of mosquitoes, but worldwide mosquitoes kill way more people than, than sharks and tigers.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, you know, play the game the way you want to play it. I mean, it sucks because it does affect my life in terms of travel. Like my wife loves to travel. Mm. Um, she has family in Iowa. Like there's always an issue. I'll usually drive to Iowa while her and the girls fly. Um, Yeah, it sucks, but it's just, when we went to Belize one time, I had a huge panic attack on the flight. We took one of those little tiny planes, and we got in the air after 15 minutes. We landed, and I was like, oh, I got this. And then the pilot came over the intercom and said, dropping some people off and getting some people on. We're going to be right back in the air. And instantly, it turned into the worst flight ever. Massive panic attack, dumping, like, buckets of water on my head. (laughs) <laughs> Not even joking, dude. It was embarrassing.
0: Wow, you would have uh, hated the flight I took to Hawaii then later, earlier this year. We uh, we took off from San Diego. We we're about halfway over, you know, we we're maybe two hours out over the ocean, and they turned us around, and we landed back in LAX. And uh, Why? Why? Uh, what happened? So some idiot, right? You know how on your phone you can, like, label your hotspot whatever you want? Yeah. So this guy labeled his hotspot something like, Bomb or ready to blow or something. They didn't give us the exact terminology, but basically it was a terrorist threat. Like they, they felt that there was a viable threat to the plane, and they turned us around and had us land back in LAX.
1: Jesus Christ! Did you did they tell you this while you were on the plane?
0: Not over the the PA, um, but then the the flight attendant kind of mentioned something to us, and then even worse, dude. So then they land us in LAX, and they don't let us get off. They keep us on the plane for probably 35 minutes and uh people started getting like like you said upset and uh, this one guy who had a family in the back he was getting irate he's like no i'm getting out this door right now if there's a bomb on this thing i'm getting out and uh it tempers flared
1: fuck yeah i would have done the same fucking (laughs) thing you're not gonna keep me on this thing get me off of this fucking plane hell no it was uh god damn dude
0: yeah, it was creepy. I mean, it was fortunately, obviously, everything was okay, and we we got over there eight hours later. But um, yeah, I mean, so, I could
1: so so after it after the the thirty five minute delay or whatever, right back in the air, back on your trip to LA, uh, Hawaii. Yeah, as soon as they left back on, fuck that, dude. <laughs> I, that's what I told Christy. Like, uh, you know, once Kobe went down, I was like, oh, that buys me like two years of not having to fly, and then COVID came
0: out. I was okay. like, dude, 10 years. I'm not going to have to fly again for the next 10 years. I don't know, man. Well, so the other part that was kind of interesting too is so when they first landed us, then like the FBI agents came on and they like asked the guy that had that phone. They like knew which guy it was by where his seat was or whatever. And then like the three or four people around him and they took him off the plane and interviewed him and this and that. And it was, I don't, I don't know did what happened, but it was crazy.
1: Did they come in with fucking guns and
0: no, it wasn't like, that. they just were in suits and you know, their little earpieces and things.
1: So they weren't that
0: nervous I mean it, it was it was crazy like if there had been a bomb like who who knows like that was it, it was very surreal but again I think at that point like what could I have done there, you know when things are out of your control what do you do
1: that's what I tell Christy I said if we're on round a plane and I feel like it's about to go down and we're starting to nosedive, I am just punching myself in the face as much as I can so I can knock myself out and I told Christy I was like now that you're my wife, I'm gonna give you that courtesy, and I'm gonna knock you out first,
0: and then I'm gonna <laughs> knock
1: myself out.
0: You need to just take the sleeping pills, man. When you get on there, just take the sleeping pills and just—dude, just I've up taken later. everything. I've taken
1: Xanax. I've taken Valium. I've taken everything. I need to. I need to like induced coma. That's what I need. Put me wow. in a. Put me That's, in a fucking coma, throw me under the fucking in the belly of the plane with the luggage, and let me with the dogs. Yeah, let me know when we're there. <laughs> I'm good with that.
0: All right. So I gotta ask you: uh, Did you already vote? Yeah, we voted. I don't even know. Probably about a month ago. mailing
1: Yeah, yeah, mailing Fucking crazy, man. It's I, I, it, it feels like it's like the Super Bowl. Does it not a little bit or is it just me? I feel like it's the Republican rednecks versus the delicate Democrats or something.
0: Well, I just got to say like this, this election is probably the most important. Well, I mean, up up until now, the most important ever in our lifetimes. Uh, although I feel like they say that. About <laughs> that's what I was election. just going to say. Um, <laughs> you know, and then, but I think, you know, more than anything, I just, the voter suppression that's happening is just really sad. It's just super sad to see all the efforts that are being made to suppress votes, to to kinda, you know, dismantle democracy. Where are they it, that's my where opinion. are they
1: suppressing votes?
0: Uh, so, you know, the Republicans have filed lawsuits in probably fifteen or sixteen different states already to try to make certain ballots unusable. Uh just, just today I saw in Texas, right, there was hundred and thirty thousand votes that were cast on a drive through ballot um place and the judge the judge says okay we can keep them but then this morning the governor closes 12 out of the 13 last minute day of the election he closes 12 polling places that is clearly voter suppression um you have other states like in pennsylvania where they're trying to say that even if it's postmarked by the by today but if not received by today it's not gonna that, count.
1: that that won't that won't stand I mean, that's that's I, that's not even legal. They would have to, like, fight for that. But, the but judge, they are fighting. <laughs> they can fight for it. Doesn't mean that they're going to
0: get their way. Well, but this goes back to you know the courts, right? I mean, the, Trump and the Republicans have packed the courts with conservative judges throughout the last four years. Uh, they've you know, we now have three judges appointed by Trump on the Supreme. Yeah, but court. that doesn't that's the not going to go likely to, you think that would go to the Supreme Court. Why I mean, isn't it? that I mean, the Bush v. Gore went to the Supreme Court?
1: Yeah. No, but I mean, like that specific instance that you just said. I mean, you're talking.
0: Well, the states all roll up to the Supreme Court, and so this is where Kavanaugh, fucking Brett Kavanaugh, Mister Beer Drinker, you know, he. They made a decision a, a week ago about some ballots in Wisconsin, and I think it was Wait, What do you mean,
1: Mister Beer Drinker?
0: You don't remember Brett Kavanaugh's uh, confirmation no, hearings?
1: No. What happened?
0: Oh. Okay, so Brett Kavanaugh, he was accused by uh, I can't remember her name, but of you know being sexually assaulted yeah, by Brett yeah, Kavanaugh yeah, yeah. Back when he was yeah. in college, and in in the it was funny there was a whole SNL oh shit skit yes, about yes, it too. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. I like beer, yeah. damn it! <laughs> and so he got you know, anywho, but he wrote this this dissent or this this opinion about this latest hearing, and it basically said where we feel the states should be able to control their own elections, right? They, they control what ballots mm-hmm. count. The sta- It's up to the states. The Supreme Court does have the ability to override them all eventually. Mm-hmm. And so this is, and I didn't know this, but he apparently, Brett Kavanaugh, was one of the, um, the litigators in the Bush v. Gore all the way back in 2000. And at that time, he argued the counter. He argued that, ballots that were postmarked after election day received from service members overseas should be counted in that election because they helped bush. And so he is essentially just a fucking partisan hack who just does whatever it does, you know, he's not a judge. He's a partisan. He's right. Clearly partisan like the other like Amy, you know. So so now you have three judges who are going to decide whether the man that put them in their position of power should remain in president. Or are going to make a decision about ballots on his, you know, for his candidate. That's my
1: point. If it gets there. I don't. You don't I think don't, it will? I think I it will. don't know. I don't know. I mean, you, you're talking I, this wouldn't I, get I, resolved until like uh, probably after January if it went that route. Because that would probably.
0: There's
1: no way. I don't know. That That would be tough well, to see that many cases go to the Supreme Court from all these states and go through all the appeal processes of all the states.
0: Well, right. And this and and this is again, right. So Trump is declaring we have to have a decision. No, he, no, we he, have to have a decision. I just election. read something.
1: He did an interview this morning saying I'm not going to uh, prematurely declare victory until there is a victor.
0: OK, but for the last 35 days, he said the exact and he opposite. did. So not. Maybe he said that this morning. I don't know. Oh my god! He he's, he, he hasn't said <laughs> you, it the last thirty five days. At, you go look at any of his rallies over the last okay last week. <laughs> I'm just
1: saying, like he hasn't said it. Like if, that hasn't been like his whole campaign.
0: Multiple times he has said, "I will not accept it." Multiple times. He has I don't think he said that. Oh my god, man! Multiple times he said, "If if this is this, then it was stolen from me. If I lose, it was stolen." That's what he says. He said that numerous times.
1: I think he's I, – I know which one you're talking about, and I don't think he worded it like that. I think he worded it – he's – so that's the thing. The guy is very good with his wording, and he's – and I'm not saying, like, I didn't – personally, I, I'm, I'm not a big Trump fan. I. I but I'm also going to look at it from uh, outside looking in. Like, I think he's very good at his words. I think he knows how to stir his followers up. And I think he knows how to use his words to make it sound like he's saying something he's not to both piss off the opposition and to rile up his supporters. And I think that is exactly what happened. Cause I remember what he said and this is why we need more listeners because we need a fucking producer to pull these sound clips up because I know exactly what sure. you're talking
0: about. Well, I just, I just know he said it many times. He like, insinuated I, I, He rounds. definitely,
1: he, what he was insinuating was that if he suspects that there was any um, voter fraud, he would not accept
0: the results. And then he called mail-in ballot, mailing in ballots, fraudulent. Uh, so he's saying that all the ballots that are mailed in were were fraudulent. That's that, that's the extreme that I don't agree with. I think that's a. Well, he says California sent out millions of ballots. To, to you know, two ballots to 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 one person. Like he, he's made all these outrageous claims. Yeah, but I mean, that's not on. saying every ballot. The, the is guy's a liar. Like what you just said. Right, but does he need every? He just needs one. He just needs to see one fraudulent ballot, and he's going to contest what you it. That was a lie. What did I that say? That was he
1: a lie? said that all mail-in ballots are fraudulent. He never said that.
0: But he's called that process a scam. He says he, you just said that though,
1: and then you called him a liar. <laughs> He, he is a liar. But you just lied, too. I'm not saying he isn't.
0: But what? It, I, but I'm saying, what did I say that was what a lie? What he
1: said. That, you you misquoted. Okay,
0: of course, I don't know exactly what he said word for word. Of course, I don't have those quotes in front of me. That's what are you expecting of me here? Well, but I would expect has, you
1: not to say that if you weren't sure of what you were saying.
0: OK, let me let me rephrase this. To paraphrase the, the rhetoric that Donald Trump has been using over the last two weeks is that Mail and balloting is fraudulent. It's ripe with fraud. He has said that. Not that all of them are, but that it's ripe with fraud. Potential fraud. However, all the many, many studies don't, don't confirm that.
1: I agree. All, right? I think that also it's not – the fucked up part is it's not illegal. They know how to manipulate all of this shit, which is fucked up in itself. But the Democrats do too. They're not that fucking innocent either.
0: No politicians are innocent, of course. I mean we're not going to get into the – you can't get into this two sides thing, right? It's like, it's like how Trump claimed that Biden had 47 years to change things and never did. That just shows he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about because no one person can change our government, right? It takes, uh, it, it takes years and it takes continual effort and it takes uh, people that agree with you. It takes a Mitch McConnell. It takes all those other Senate Republicans pushing through your, your agendas or whatever to, to change things. And I just feel that if we see four more years of this, we're going to see a complete, a very large dismantling of the democracy that we had. And here, here's another question for you, right? Like, even his campaign slogan, to me, is a dog whistle of racism, right? Yeah, I don't, it, I don't it, disagree. Right? It's make America great again, right? So what is that saying?
1: I'm pretty sure it's keep America great. Uh,
0: no, I thought he abandoned that because – that was implying that everything was great right now, and everybody knows it isn't. So I thought he, I thought he did have that originally, but he went back to make America great again. It's and I think, I think every Trump supporter reads into that a little different. To some, it's oh, it was a time when the LGBTQ community didn't exist, and and gay and lesbian people weren't so open about their love for each other in public. That you know a lot of people they can't stomach that. To others, it's you know it's poverty or it's.
1: Uh, I think what their make America great again is. I think way more religious. I think it's the those religious values.
0: Well, like you said, it's he's good with his words, but and I like what I'm saying is everybody that hears that and they say, "Okay, when was America great?" They have a vision of what was great about America that's not great about it now. And to me, they they're just mad about the progress, the progress of black and brown people, the progress of LGBTQ rights, the progress in equality that, you know, maybe is helping more people of color than the perceived, you know, because again, there's poor white people just like there's poor black people. So it's not, you know, it's not just that. But the thing is that it's divisive in the saying that, okay, you poor white man, you're poor because this, somebody else is taking this from you. But that's, that's not the accurate, you know, Uh, I, somebody said once like, oh, I'm so sick and tired of all these protests going on for three months or something like that. And then uh, my friend Marin was like, well, just imagine being, you know, think of them, right? They're sick and tired for six generations of being uh, subjugated or thought of of a less person. You know, I mean, like, God damn it, the Constitution classified Black people as three fifths of a person. Like, it's, you know, that systematic racism is very alive and well in our country. Yeah, I, I don't, um, I don't
1: disagree at all. I think it's definitely, I think there's been major moves in the last thirty
0: years. I think, you know, yeah. I, I, do you disagree with that? Uh, well, I think over. Take out the last four. Yes, p- prior to that, I mean, obviously, that's 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 what America's all about—is this continual <laughs> progress. And so again, to say to make America great again is saying, well, no, we need to go backwards and get rid of the right. progress. No,
1: I, I don't disagree with you at all on that. On that note, I don't, I don't disagree. I just think, I just think a lot of people think it's way more sinister than it is, and they put too much stock. And you know, like you're saying, the last four years. Well, what's really the big difference in the last four years has been Trump, and you said not ten minutes ago that it's it was hilarious because they don't understand that one person doesn't really affect
0: all that much. Well, one person by himself cannot change the the government, but when you have all of these all this collusion that's going on with Bill Barr, right, and and McConnell, and all these idiots. That's I know I pronounced that wrong, but my point is is that he has. He is slowly and surely dismantling it. And if he gets four more years, it's going to just accelerate, in my opinion. Um, I hope it doesn't happen. But
1: if I was a betting guy, which I am, I would put money on a, uh,
0: a somewhat of a decisive victory for Biden. But I hope so. I hope so. Well, let's end this on a positive note here. Let's uh, let's try to get something funny. You asked me to come up with three questions. I only got two funny questions for you. And uh, I'm going to let you go first.
1: All right. That's fine. But I'll stand with you. All right. Clayton, for our, your first question, turns out 2021 is just as bizarre and unprecedented as 2020, except it's all good things that keep happening. What is the biggest, best, good thing
0: that happens? The Padres win the World Series. Uh, next question. Give me your question. Get that, <laughs> get that garbage out of here. <laughs> all right. Ryan, you have to, in order to win a million dollars, submerse yourself for 23 seconds in one of the three substances. Which one would you choose? Oh. Mayonnaise, mustard, or ketchup?
1: Oh, man. That's a good question. I think I would do um, – I don't like mustard, so that's out. I love ketchup. I'm, I'm Franco-American, Quebecois de Canada, uh, <laughs> through and through. Um, but – I'm going to have to say mayonnaise, just because it's kind of fluffy. I feel like you'd <sighs> float in it.
0: No? Just gagged. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand that, but I just feel like it would be a better... Um...
0: I could just picture you coming out of that vat of mayonnaise dripping in <laughs> white substance all down your face. Oh, ew,
1: ew. We can talk about that after the show if you want to tell me something, pal. <laughs> all right, your question. You accidentally put in an hour more community service than needed. Now, you have to do one hour of community disservice. What do you do?
0: What? (laughs) Community disservice? Like, I have to do something that's bad for the community?
1: Exactly, because you put in one too many hours of community service. You have to get one back.
0: Um, I... I don't like this question because I don't want to do anything that would be disservicing <laughs> to the community. Uh, have to so, do a refund. I am going to just drink beer on a public corner and just put the litter, the bottles down. That's it. That's oh. all I can pick up. I'm going to do some littering. That is cute. That is the cutest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Oh.
1: We don't need to ask who you voted for.
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ryan. You must either always wear clown shoes or clown gloves which one would it be
1: clown gloves um yeah i'm go clown gloves because that way people could just like serve me food all the time it would suck not being able to walk anywhere that would suck right <laughs> or and, and, you know i can work out some kind of system where i velcro put velcro on one side of my clown gloves and grab a drink with velcro on that drink yeah it's well. do it's do it's doable
0: excellent excellent all right last one let's hear it
1: all right um the internet is scheduled to go down forever you you have a week to prepare and download anything from the internet you think is necessary to have for the rest of your life what do you download and why
0: Oh, God, this is just too easy, right? right? Like, I mean, I already download my music and stuff to my phone, right? Like, most of it. So, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely make sure my music collection is was dialed in. And then, you know, I, mean, porn. I hate to say it, but I'm going to need some porn. Yeah. I'm going to have to get some porn on, you know, because, like, it's, it's you know, you're going to need that stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I'd get my movies. That, that's an interesting point because I'm actually uh, –
1: I'm, I'm going to try to quit it, I think. I'm going to try to quit porno. <laughs> I'm going to see how it goes. You know, I'm just going to – this just studies, isn't there? Like studies out about how like <laughs> damaging porno is for the for the psyche. Like, I've read some shit on that. Like
0: I've read that yeah, if like you you watch a lot of porn and then you think it should be like that, like you think your sex life should be like the porn.
1: Th- th- it goes deeper than that. You should read into it again. There's some new studies that came out that's like violence and relates it to violence and shit. It's it's weird. I'm telling you, read into it. It's interesting. Very interesting. Ugh. All
0: right. All right. Well. Anyways, I think that's our show. Uh, Another good one. And uh, as they say, or I've heard them say, I'll see you on the other side, man. I think the next time we talk, I hope we know who the next president is, but we might not.
1: Hopefully we don't have to
0: talk about it that much because I don't really enjoy talking about politics. Hey, man, you got to be aware, right? That's what I say. Like, I don't like talking about it either, but it affects my children's lives, so it's important to me.
1: Yeah, it's the one big day that you actually do it so yep
0: yep all right brother take care man i'll talk to you later all right have a good day everyone bye bye